Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. I'm John, aka the old athlete. The way I always joke about it is 40s the new 30. Although I found out today, oh my gosh, guys, this is just terrible. I found out today that um, our new teammate, Kiki, her mom is my age. We have the same birthday. Like she's 40, the same way I'm 40. It's she was like, oh no worry, it's she's a young mom. I'm like, she's a mom to my teammate. She's like, she's excited to meet you. I was like, yeah, she probably wants to like hang out and get drinks. We're the same age. Uh, that blew my mind. But anyway, I do think we're changing the conversation about what it means to be an old athlete because or an older athlete because we are taking care of ourselves in a way that allows us to continue to be great. Thank you. Devastating. Just devastating. You know, for 40, she does not look bad. Like, I mean, like, that sounds bad saying, like, 40-year-olds look bad. But, like, she doesn't look 40, is what I'm trying to say, compared to, like, what most other people who are 40 would look like. What is that trying to say, John? Are you trying to say there are 40-year-olds that look good? I don't know, man. <laughs> what I'm saying, she looks young, all right? She looks young. I mean, she's an athlete. She's a basketball player. Uh, that's what happens when you take good care of yourself. I mean, she said it herself. Uh, in the clip, but like, yeah, she just doesn't look 40. And it's also, I guess that is kind of crazy. Like when, you know, you get a new teammate, that's also like, you're the same age as their parent. That's gotta be goofy. Cause there's a certain, there's a, there's some basketball people, male basketball people that have done the same thing. Uh, what is the dude's name? I can't think of it right now. Oh, come on, man. He's a great basketball player. <laughs> uh, but he, he just came to the Hawks like last year. Uh, God, what is his name? See, now I'm just like on the spot. Vince Carter. Boom. Yeah, Vince Carter. <laughs> when Vince Carter came to the Hawks uh, last year for like a uh, like final season, essentially, uh, two, I think two or three of the players on the, on the Hawks were born after he got drafted to the NBA. So like, I mean, at that point, Vince was pretty old. I think he was also in his 40s at that point. But man, I mean, if you could have a career, a sports career, I last that long, because 40 is pretty old in terms of athletics, right? Uh, especially more physical sports. So if you can maintain a career for that long, that's a testament to like how well you can take care of yourself. Like That's pretty insane. It's pretty cool, too. Either way, it is Friday, July 30th. Hopefully you're having an absolutely amazing day as always. Hopefully your week has been absolutely splendid. Hopefully your month has been great because we are just about at the end of this one. Got one more day. There's 31 days in this month and in next month. Uh, so yeah, hopefully your month has been going swell. That would be great. <laughs> My day, uh, it's happened. Dude, I've been, I don't know. There is something wrong with my internals at the current moment. That was the weird way of saying that. But <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it is going on inside of my stomach right now. Uh, like for the past couple of days, the past like two days. But it's like, it's just not been good. <laughs> it's not been pleasant. Perhaps it's something to do with uh, my terrible diet. Or eating habits. It's not like I'm eating too much. More like I'm not eating enough. And then when I do eat, I'm not really eating the healthiest food. But even then, like I feel like that this isn't necessarily that because like I used to pretty much always eat like that. So like <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that 
is really the cause of what I'm experiencing. But it was like at random times, like my stomach would just not be happy. And then I would get so hot, like on the inside, like, like my entire body gets so freaking hot. Like I'm having a fever and it just does not feel good. And then I'm like, yep, time to go camp out in the toilet for the next 30 minutes. Uh, and this has been going on for like two days. Uh, it's now almost three days, I guess, technically. So what's 24 plus 12 hours? 36 hours. It's been going on for like 36. Wait, no, that's not how two days works. If we're going on three days, that's 48 plus 12 hours, which is 60, 60 hours. <laughs> it's been going on for like almost 60 hours. Uh, it's not been pleasant. I don't know what it is. Uh, it just is what it is, I guess. I'm not going to go see a doctor about it. <laughs> Like, that's just how I do things. I'm going to just tough it out. Because, like, I don't ask for help until, like, I'm getting tucked in into my deathbed. Like, at that point, then I'm like, yeah, okay, I should probably see somebody about this. Until then, though, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to kill me. It's not going to kill me until it kills me. That's the way I see it. <laughs> but it's also one of those things, like I said it before, like, I have a really high pain tolerance. So, like, if something is going on internally, I guess... Uh, like, if it gets to the point where I have, like, an actual, like, visceral reaction to, I don't know, an internal stimuli, I guess you can say. That's a really weird say of just saying pain. I could have just said pain. I don't know why I just said internal stimuli. That was unnecessarily complicated. But, yeah, <laughs> if I have, like, a visceral reaction to internal pain, then at that point, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is probably pretty bad. If I'm, like, physically not... Like, I can't handle it. If I can't handle it, I'm like, yeah, it's probably pretty bad. And it hasn't gotten to that point yet, so I don't think... Uh, it's it's kind of like what, it, what happens when I have milk, uh, you know, I'm lactose. But, like, I haven't had any milk products in, like, a long time. Uh, and also, even if I did have any milk products, it wouldn't last for, you know, almost three days. Uh, so, I, I'm not sure what it is. Hopefully, it just goes away. Actually, as I think about it. And saying it out loud, it might be food poisoning. Yeah, now it makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't make sense because like, I don't understand how I would get food poisoning. But it would make sense for this to be food poisoning because that's this is kind of how food poisoning feels. And it lasts for a couple of days. So, uh, yeah. Well, that sucks. I don't know where I would have gotten food poisoning from. Have I eaten out lately? No, I haven't. Maybe it was the pizza. It could have been the pizza. Because this did happen after I ate the pizza. Hmm. Dominoes. Y'all got some questions to be answered, bro. I don't know what y'all did to me, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, that pizza done messed me up somehow. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how my day has been going, essentially. Just dealing with that. Uh, still went out and drove anyway. Because like, it, it's really bad in the mornings. I don't know why, specifically in the mornings. Uh, so yeah, I left really late because of it. But I was like, screw it. I don't, I don't care. Like, I still want to just go out and try. Like, if I can tough it out, you know, for a little bit, I'll be fine. And it, the, the, the pain, I don't want to say pain, the uneasiness, I guess you can say, uh, died down after a while. But like literally just before I started recording, it like flared up, I guess you could say. Like my body felt like it was freaking boiling. It was like having a hot flash. Except I'm not a 50-year-old woman. So, like, I'm not going through menopause. There's no reason for me to be having heat flashes. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it just is what it is. 
I guess. But yeah, that's how my day is going. Oh, actually, there's another thing that's happened today that I've done today that you just got to hear about. More specifically here, and it's about my keyboard. <laughs> this has become like a week-long uh, endeavor, me messing with this freaking keyboard. So... Yesterday, when I was recording the episode, I was working on lubing some of the stabilizers and the longer keys, and I got this idea, right? Because as I was doing this and I was, you know, putting up the keys back on, the keycast back on, I was like, okay, the lube is doing one thing. It's making the the stroke smoother, I guess you can say that's the point of lube, and it kind of muffles a little bit, uh, you know, the, the sound of the switch in the spring is no longer like a metallic pingy noise, I guess you can say. But I was still getting a lot of clackiness. And I was like, I don't know what the problem is and why I'm getting all this clackiness. Then I realized it's because these keys, the keycaps that came on this keyboard are kind of tall, right? And it's a shallow board. And so when the switch bottoms out, the keycaps are touching the plate underneath. And so it makes it a little like a clacking noise because <laughs> plastic or the PCB not PCB whatever the frick you call the things PB caps I don't freaking remember <laughs> but yeah it's it's tapping and that was because you know keycaps are hollow it kind of just like echoes uh, in the keycap giving that like clacky noise right and I could you know take all this stuff off take the switch off uh, unscrew it and put some padding underneath there to kind of dampen that, but that's too much work, and we're not in the business of doing that much work. <laughs> we're in the business of jerry-rigging stuff to just make things work. I'm not trying to impress anybody with this keyboard. I'm just at this point, since I've already started doing stuff too, I'm just messing around to see what works. Just cool ways to make stuff work. So I got an idea. I was like, okay, what if I put some stuff like in the keycaps? to one absorb the sound and two it would shorten the stroke of the key so it wouldn't be tapping against the bottom of the board because uh, I have linear switches so I don't need to push the keys down that 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 far uh, for them to actually like actuate right so like, okay this is a pretty great idea I should try that so I got some like paper towels I was cutting them up rolling them up I put them I put some in the spacebar backspace key and it worked it sounded pretty good I was like okay this is Stupid, but it works. That's pretty cool. So I was like, okay, what if I did this for all the regular keys, like like the letter keys and the smaller keys, the regular one U keys, right? And tried it on two keys that I don't really use, or that wouldn't be that big of a deal. Kind of worked. Worked out pretty decently, actually. <laughs> and so, okay, I kind of want to do this for all of the keys. Uh, but that is taking longer than it took to freaking lube the switches. So I only have like half of the board done, but I thought that was a pretty cool place to stop because now I can test, like you can, you can test how it sounds, the difference, because half of the board does not have the sound absorption, I guess, towel mod, or call it the paper towel mod. Half of the board doesn't have the paper towel mod, other half does. Uh, so you can like test, do an easy sound comparison by typing, so like if you look at the board, like like any keyboard, any regular QWERTY keyboard, right? Uh, y, H, and B, if you look on a keyboard, that was like my halfway point, because my right hand would 
that's as far as it goes for the keys it would press. And then next to that is TG and V. That's as far as my left hand goes. So you can divide it in half like that. That's how I divide it in half, right? So anything to the right of Y, H, and B has been paper towel modded. Everything to the left of Y, H, and B has not been. And actually the sound difference is pretty significant. And you you can actually hear it. Well, I don't know if you can hear it because I haven't actually tested to see if it will pick up on the mic. But I'm going to test that right now just because I just want to test it. Okay, here we go. A little bit of typing. Okay, now that I think about it, all that sound may have just like muffled together so you won't be able to hear the difference because the paper towel mod keys are very, very quiet. Okay, this is actually, okay, check this out. So this is without the paper towel mod, right? This is what it sounds like. Okay, now this is the other half with the paper towel mod. You hear that? It's significantly different. <laughs> A lot more muted, a lot more thocky. It sounds better. It feels good too because, like, uh, the keys don't have to be pushed down as far uh, before you get that, like, bounce back response. The sense until they bottom out. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I, I like it. It's cool. It's going to take me a while to do the rest, the other half, because with that, I also haven't done, like, the peripheral keys. That was hard to say. Uh, like, you know, like the number keys. Uh, function keys, arrow keys, that type of stuff. I'm only doing the letters at the current moment, and then the space bar and backspace were already done. Uh, but yeah, that's that's just that. <laughs> I don't really have a, a point to make there or uh, a statement to be said, but hey, keeping you updated with my keyboard adventures because I really have gone down the rabbit hole of mechanical keyboards at this point. But hey, it is what it is. Either way, we're going to hop into this episode, somewhat kind of hop into this episode. We're going to hop into um, a half episode before I get into... Okay, we're just going to explain it. <laughs> okay, so this is like the half episode before the main episode. Because this is something I wanted to talk about yesterday. This was actually supposed to be the episode of yesterday does that make sense this was supposed to be the topic of discussion in yesterday's episode uh but i forgot <laughs> that's pretty much it i just forgot uh when i started working on the episode i completely forgot about this and it's when it's all about the flexing stuff so then this just didn't happen i didn't remember till this morning uh but what i planned to talk about was the whole simone bile situation and I didn't want to leave it till next week because it's something that has recently happened. And I didn't want to leave it, uh, you know, for that long before I talked about it. But I also didn't want to replace this episode because the topic for this episode is also a recent thing. And I didn't want to leave that till next week. So just kind of combining them together somewhat. And then we're going to get into the other topic. Talk about this one, then we'll hop into the main topic for this episode. Uh, but for those who are unaware... Snow Biles, she's an American Olympic, oh, oh my goodness, an American Olympic <laughs> gymnast. Uh, although, you know, she's not just like any Olympic gymnast. She is the Olympic gymnast. Like, she's one of the best to ever take part in the sport. Uh, you know, she's won countless national 
competitions, international competitions. Uh, she has several Olympic medals, most of which are gold. Uh, and, you know, she even has a few moves named after her. Uh, so, you know, she, she's a pretty big deal when it comes to uh, gymnastics. Also, she's only 24. So that makes it even that much more impressive uh, how much of a big deal she is and, you know, how much she's already achieved. Now, you know who she is. Here's what happened. After she was struggling in a couple of events this Olympics, uh, she announced that she'd be pulling out, stating that it was it wasn't an injury, uh, you know, but her head wasn't in the right space. Uh, her mental just wasn't just wasn't good right now, and she doesn't want to bring down the rest of the team, and so she wants to pull out, or she decided to pull out. That's pretty fair. Uh, we can respect that decision, uh, but of course there were. Many people, I guess you could say, who decided to sound off on her decision. Uh, and they were berating her, essentially. Uh, just saying, you know, she's weak, mentally weak, she's soft, uh, she's an embarrassment to the entire country, she's a disappointment, all that type of stuff. And here's the thing, right? First of all, all of the people saying this are saying it from the comfort of their couch. Right. None of these people have gone out and put in the countless hours of work and sweat uh, to become an Olympian. So I, I really don't think you have that much room to call any Olympian soft or weak, uh, especially not one who is as decorated as she is. There are very few people in the world who can who can even relate to the pressure that she's under. Because she's the face of the sport in a lot of aspects, right? The entire country of America is expecting so much for her from her uh, since she is so decorated. And on top of that, I mean, the entire world is expecting a lot from her because she is so decorated. The amount of expectations put on her could they, they could they could break even the most seasoned person. And she's freaking 24. So, like, you, you got to at least cut her some slack there. That's a lot of pressure to hold up. And to those who say, well, she's an Olympian, uh, she should be able to push through this. Well, I mean, yeah, perhaps she could have pushed through this, right? Maybe she could have just kept going and just kept struggling. But hey, at least she completed the competition. Well, since there's a group aspect to this, it doesn't make sense to do that, right? Because that struggle would then pull down the overall score of the team. So why would you want her to then mess things up? For the other people who have also worked so hard to get there just like she has, right? It's it's actually kind of her to not want to do that. She's thinking about their teammates. She doesn't want them, uh, she doesn't want to, to, you know, pull them out of their shine, right? And on top of that, you have to consider her own safety, right? Like, of course, I, I don't know if this was a part of the decision-making process, but either way, the mental aspect of any sport is huge, right? Even beyond sports, you know, video games, board games, like chess, the, the mental aspect is huge. If you are in a bad state of mind, if you're feeling negative about yourself, you're not going to be able to perform as well as you can or as well as you're capable of performing, right? You won't be thinking clearly and there will always be like that, that, that doubt in your mind to what you're doing. And in a sport like gymnastics, which is very physical and dangerous, 
that doubt can easily end a career, right? If you're not thinking straight, you're not focused, then you attempt a big stunt and you fall the wrong way, that could be the end of it, right? And then how could you justify that? Like, oh, because I just wanted to finish, now I my career is over, right? How is that justifiable in any way? Like, I don't know. This is something I just wanted to touch on briefly. If I had first uh, an entire episode of it, probably would have gone into a little more detail. But, you know, it just sounds an off on it. Give my two cents. Uh, I mean, along with the people that were chastising her for her decision, there were, of course, people showing love and respect to her as well. I would say probably even more people showing love than they were, you know, sending hate. Uh, a lot of the people you know, showing love and comforting her were also athletes who could relate to what she is going through, right? Because they are a part of that small group uh, that most of us aren't in where the entire world has put all of their expectations on you to perform, right? So if anything, they can relate to what she's going through. They know where she's at, you know, or what she could be feeling mentally. And so I feel like, you know, if, if they can respect the decision, I feel like everyone else should be able to as well. Because, uh, I mean, like, we can't imagine, or at least I can't imagine what it feels like to be in that position, but I can't imagine that it isn't an easy weight to bear. Uh, so, you know, I hope she gets everything figured out for herself, and I'm sure she'll move past this, uh, and, you know, she'll continue achieving awesome, incredible things, and, and you know, that's just, that's just life, right? Life is a bunch of up and downs, everyone has their down days. But if there's anyone that could bounce back from a down day, I'm sure an Olympian is definitely one of those people. So, yeah, just want to sign off on that. And now we're going to hop into the main, main episode. <laughs> okay, now the main, main episode. This is a topic that's also very hot at the current moment. Uh, although the overarching topic has been pretty hot ever since gay marriage was legalized a few years back. And of course, you know, this is something you mostly hear from uh, the super conservative side uh, or super conservative people who hold strongly to, I guess you say, the old school family values, I guess. Uh, Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with prioritizing, you know, old school family values, right? It's your life. You can live it however you want to live it. Uh, if, If that's how, if that's what you think is right, be it so. That's what you think is right. I can respect that. Uh, and with that being said, the same concept applies to everyone else in the world who may value different things than you do. Right? It's something that I say a lot when it comes to things like this. And that is, if you want people to respect an aspect of your life, you have to respect that aspect of everyone else's life as well. Right? If you want people to respect the fact that you know, you prioritize old school family values, think that's the way to go, then you have to respect the fact that other people prioritize different values, right? And like I said, like the whole notion that the country or, you know, media is trying to push uh, a quote unquote gay agenda, it's been around ever since, you know, gay marriage was legalized. And, you know, of course, even before then, when, uh, a lot of people in like the LGBTQ plus community begin to gain more confidence to be able to kind of come out and society for the most part was evolving to be more accepting of all types of people. Uh, but the idea of a gay agenda being pushed 
has been getting more and more heated over the past couple of years. Like it's 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 a I guess a thought process. It's an idea that's been more talked about, more uh, enforced, uh, more brought into the mainstream light of saying, oh, you know, there's a gay agenda being pushed uh, and all that type of stuff. And like you see it a lot when a movie has a gay character, right? And, you know, the super conservative people complain that Hollywood is trying to push a gay agenda uh, and it's wrong for them to do that and just show that to kids. And it's like, this this in and of itself is an absurd statement, right? Because this is just what we call representation, no? Like, everyone wants to see someone like them in movies because it gives them someone to relate to and perhaps even inspire, uh, you know, more people to go out, chase their dreams, go try to achieve something because they've seen someone else like them go out and achieve things, right? They've seen people like them find success despite who they are, right? So Hollywood isn't trying to push any agenda. They are just doing exactly what they've always attempted to do, which is to have representation in their movies from many different communities, right? Is this the only reason? Wait, no, I just completely screwed out my train of thought. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I'm, like, when I'm in a flow of things. And then I mess up one word in my head. Everything goes away. Uh, but, okay. Yes, representation. Gotcha. <laughs> but the, the reason why I think that this has become... This is something that people say a lot uh, in terms of like the movie aspect of it all is because it all seemed to kind of happen at once, I guess you can say, with more... Uh, LGBTQ characters showing up in movies and shows and all that stuff. But that is because the representation for this community really only took off after gay marriage was legalized, right? And, and it kind of makes sense that it's the case because movie makers didn't kind of want, didn't want to, you know, tread into those waters when it wasn't legal, which you could say, uh, you know, shame on you for, you know, being too scared to do that. But I don't know, it's, <laughs> corporate will be corporate, but hey, at least we're moving now, right? Uh, but this kind of brings us to the main reason why I'm talking about this, why I brought this up, and that is Lil Nas X, right? Just about everyone knows <laughs> who Lil Nas X is. Uh, I mean, ever since he blew up with Old Town Road, and since then, he's been on the spotlight many of times. Uh, he's been in many different controversies, I guess you can say. Of course, you may remember the uh, the Satan shoes he was trying to drop, which Nike eventually blocked, and then filed a lawsuit against the company that he was working with, that worked with him, and him as well. Uh, and, of course, since all of this stuff, before all, after Old Town Road, uh, you know, he came out, told the world that he was gay. And, you know, mad respect for him to that. Because there aren't really many gay people in the rap scene. Uh, although I'm not even sure if we really consider Lil Nas a rapper anymore. Like, I would argue he's more pop than anything else. I think he himself has stated that he's more pop than rap. 
but you know, in terms of the rap game, I guess you also have like Tyler the Creator. He's come out as well. But uh, you know, some people kind of bought into this conspiracy that Lil Nas isn't actually gay. And he just decided to do this to boost his numbers and to get people talking about him. Which, to that, I say, that makes no sense at all. Quite frankly, I feel like it'd be easier for him to say that he wasn't gay. Because there's there are more hurdles you have to jump uh, to make it in the industry if you are not straight. Right? Because even though society is more accepting of it now, it doesn't seem people have like all dropped their prejudices uh, and whatnot. So, you know, it probably would be easier if he instead said he was straight. So like, I don't know why you would, you would think that, that, that he would just come out as gay just to boost his numbers. Uh, and of course, I mean, there are people who just hate Lil Nas for no other reason but because he's gay. So I don't really think that, you know, him choosing to be gay is the best thing to do if he wanted to boost his numbers, right? But things have been getting spicier for Lil Nas ever since he dropped his most recent music video, uh, which was for Industry Baby, which I believe dropped last weekend. Uh, and in the video, you know, he's in jail and he's turned most of like <laughs> the uh, the inmates gay and all of that. And uh, there's a part... They're doing this like dance routine, naked in the shower, which I for one thought was freaking hilarious. I'm gonna be honest, like, because <laughs> I just did not expect it. Like I just like when it, when it popped up, I was like, wow, he did that. That's crazy. <laughs> Mad respect for that one. Uh, but with this video blowing up, you know, it kind of started uh, to get a lot of talk on social media. And then, of course, you know, the super, the super conservatives decided it was their time to shine uh, and they were going to tear Lil Nas down. And, you know, they were saying like, this is terrible content and, and this is proof that there is a gay agenda. They're trying to make all the kids gay. Uh, but, like, you know, they're, 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 you're saying they're trying to make the kids gay by making stuff like this. And, you know, kids shouldn't be able to view this kind of content. Uh, firstly, this sounds like a you problem more than anything else. Like, like if, if like, okay, so like, I, I don't care how you want to live. I said, like I said it before, I don't, I don't care how you want to live. I don't care what values you prioritize, what you think is right or wrong. If that's what you think, that's what you think. You do you, bro. That's fine. But if because of that, you think that you know, this content is terrible for kids, sure, that's fine, you you know, you're sort of subject to your own beliefs, but you can't blame the person that created the content for creating the content and uploading it, right? Because, like, this, this content isn't necessarily made for underage kids, right? They're, they aren't necessarily the target demographic, so, like, of course he would put out a video that is, you know, more his style and hits with his target demographic, which is mostly young adults, right? So instead of blaming the creator, perhaps you should be more mindful about the things your kids do and watch on the internet. Like, this is on you for allowing your kids free reign on the web. And then, you know, you're not monitoring any of the stuff that they are doing. You're not, you're not monitoring stuff that they watch. And so, like, if that's so important to you, that should probably be the first step you take uh, 
not blaming the people who made the content, right? If you don't want your kid to see type of content, and yet they still did, that 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 that's on you, especially because they more likely did it on a device that you have purchased for them. Like <laughs> there is no one else to blame but you. you. You can't you can't put the blame on anyone else in that situation, right? And, and the idea that this type of content is going to make kids gay is just absolute nonsense. Like, like the parents that say this are the same parents that go out and buy their kid the latest Call of Duty game, right? If you are so tight about the content your kids view because it might affect them, then why do you purchase violent video games, right? Why do you think that this music video will affect them more than the video game would? Or in fact, they would spend more time on the video game than they do watching the video, like, with, with, with your logic, all of the people that play shooter games are going to become either elite soldiers or mass shooters, right? So, perhaps if you think that those things don't have a negative effect on your child, you would probably have to also say the same about the music video, or not even this specific music video, oh my goodness, this specific music video, but all music videos in general, or all types of internet content in general, if, if, if one thing isn't going to affect them, which is still under the umbrella of something else, you have to say everything in underneath that umbrella won't affect them, right? And of course, there's the argument that, you know, music has a greater effect on kids because uh, they look up to these people, right? And they want to be like them, which is different from a video game. Uh, well, then why aren't all the people who grew up on rap out here gangbanging and repping the streets? Right, because people understand the difference between fantasy and reality. Right now, is it true that younger people have a higher difficulty? I guess you could say of making this different differentiation. Differentiation? Yeah, that's right. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, it. I mean, yeah, it, it, you. The older you get, the more you can separate fantasy from reality. That is true. But that is even more of a reason for you to then monitor what your kids are doing online instead of blaming the people for what they upload. Like, I just don't understand people sometimes, bro. Like, how is that <laughs> a logical argument? Like, 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 like that, that, that's like zooming through a stoplight and then getting mad when you get T-boned by the person who had right of way. Right? You can't say that because you were going through, then they said stop for you. No, you have to be more aware. You have to realize that you were supposed to stop and that you're at fault for you being an idiot. That's <laughs> no one else's fault there but yours. Right? Like, plain and simple to wrap this up. I could just go on ranting forever. <laughs> if you don't want to see something, then don't look at it. Okay? If you don't want your kids to see something, then put parameters in place so that way they don't see it. Okay? You can't control what people put out on the internet, but you can control whether or not you or your child sees it. Right? It doesn't get any more simpler than that. That's just straight up cut and dry. Like, this should be common sense at this point. Like, <laughs> humans, man. Jeez, nothing is ever our fault. It's always someone else's fault. 
I swear, bro, people. <laughs> but if you like this episode, give me a voice crack there. Enjoy the podcast. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Give it a rating. All that good jazz. Let me know. So, of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends. Because good friends give friends good things. And you want to be good friends. So, give your friend a good thing. If you want to follow me on social media. Oh, my goodness. If you want to follow me on social media, it is at Gowletta Hat on the IGs. And as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. You already know how all this stuff goes. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Hope you enjoy your Friday. I hope you enjoy your weekend, even though you'll hear my voice throughout the weekend anyways. But yeah, if you don't, I hope you enjoy your weekend. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, I'll see you tomorrow.